Welcome to AF Eloquence, the show where we speak eloquently about AFL. My name is Emil Freund. And my name is Bart Welch. And now, Emilie. The time is, what is it? 11.57. On a Wednesday. On Wednesday. Yep. The 7th of May. 8th of May. May. I reckon this is the, uh, this is the earliest in the week we've we've got one up for a little while it's been so bonkers in our lives and in the football world with the the festival of football of course the other weekend easter anzac day it's been wild so it's nice to get one out on wednesday that will be relevant for once well hopefully i mean that's we haven't got it out yet we're recording it at this point so we we assume that it's gotten to your ears there's been interstate trips if you can count the act in the mix there's been bloody comedy festivals, yep. there's been uh, work and stuff to get around. We came down, uh, watched a game together. Have... Yeah, another two couple of interstate trips. It's been a lot. Mm. We managed to get one out. It has up. been a lot. And it's, it's, it's I think, uh, it's good to get one out early because as we do, as we do, do mostly tips, uh, it does tend to lose its kind of relevancy on uh, the later we push it out. So it does. <laughs> hopefully this gets to you in time where it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it turns out we're doing a tipping podcast, which I don't think either of us really plan to do, but that's kind of turns out how it is a little bit. And yeah, you're right. If we don't yeah. get it out on time, it ends up being like it did a few weeks ago when we were talking a good 10 minutes about the Brisbane and Collingwood game, which had played out the night before it was released. And I think we rambled about how the, the Lions might win. And then we're like, oh, they could just fucking lose by 60 points. Who knows? And then they lost by, I, th- I think they lost by like 62 points or 61 points. So. I think you were very close with what you said. I, I also think we do a very uh, funny thing upon listening back to us where we hedge our bets like constantly. Oh, <laughs> we, we often do like, you know what? This game looks really interesting. And I, would be, I wouldn't at all be surprised if Frio got over the line against Adelaide. But you know what? I'm tipping the crows. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, you just giving yourself an out there, motherfucker. absolutely each way bets kind of guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, totally we're, we're the betting the house on um, betting the house on Adelaide and the holiday house on Fremantle kind of guys. Absolutely. I'm, I'm kind of like a, when I go to the casino and play roulette, I bet on red and I bet on black. Oh, there's a boy. There's a clever boy. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Damn it. It's <laughs> a real Homer Simpson move, if I might say. Um, yeah. Oh, dear. Boy. So the weekend that was a football meal... Fuck football. Are we getting to know who's good? Yeah, I think we are. I think we... I think so. And I think we've had an inkling in our each way way of guessing who's good. We've kind of known who's good for a while, right? Like Geelong, no surprises. They're pretty good. Clearly, yeah, clearly probably the form team. Yeah. And the Giants... Having beaten Collingwood down there. Yeah, Giants, yeah. Yep. And in the Giants who beat, you know, they're the only Giants team that beat Geelong. beat Geelong. Yeah, down at... Down at GMHBA, so they're they're obviously pretty good, and they're oh well, they beat a very good side in St Kilda on the weekend. So you've got to be a good a class side to beat them. Um, well, I was waiting for GWS to firm up their premiership credentials, and mm. uh, it it you know it took them beating a big scalp, a, a scalp like St Kilda, yeah. and now they took a I mean, took a halo how, home with them. How can you write them off? Well, that's right. Now they should be firm favourites for the premiership. Moving. If they can get over the Saints in, in St. Kilda's heartland of Canberra, yeah. then who can't they beat and where? Well, that's right. They beat Geelong in Geelong and they beat Saints in Canberra. Lock them in for the flag. Must be, <laughs> must be them. They are very good, though. Good vibes at the Giants. They have re-signed Josh Kelly and, and you know. Yeah. Thing, and Jeremy Cameron's He's amazing. kicking bags of goals. 30 goals. Leading the coal man. Quick, yeah. quick cash. The coal man himself. Quick, uh, didn't need a gym membership. We found out at all. He was very fit. Oh. Um, yeah. And Liz Frank decided to stay away from the game as well. Tell you what, Liz was nowhere to be found, was she? Unbelievable. <laughs> Disappeared. Wasn't Fucking there. ghosted you again. Again, man. I shouldn't keep hitting her up because she just keeps bailing on me, but... Yeah, he he, with your emotions. he had no need for Liz. He was kicking bags and we had nothing we could do about it. And nor has really any opposition at the moment. Because 30 goals. What do you reckon? Can he kick the elusive ton? Do you reckon he can? Uh, I think he can. I think that it's a like the like the elusive ton for Carlton. It's a barrier more so more than when more the more we talk about it, it becomes a psychological barrier. So I think for a lot of the full forwards, they're like if they're close, they'll still be that oh, is this possible in the modern era of football? Yeah, of course it is. Surely. Of course it is. Yeah. The game evolves, the game changes. It's, it's like yeah, everyone's gotten better defensively, but it's going to happen at some point. That's right. Uh, yeah. Well, do oh, well, okay, so he can do it. He's able, of course. Do you reckon he will do it? No, but no, I don't think he will. <laughs> yeah, not at all. It's way better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's possible, yeah. but he won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be putting money on him doing it and him not doing it. 
Yeah, no, I, yeah. I don't think you will either. I'd love to see it, as with everyone. But like, that's a lot of goals, and thirty is huge. But what is it? Thirty after round round eight? What fucking round are we in? Is this round eight? Yeah, this is. Yeah, we're going, going into, into round, round eight, eight this yeah. year, this week. Okay, yeah. so it's seven rounds, and he's kicked thirty goals. That's that's a, that's a good effort. So he's on par for you know that's... ninety at twenty in round twenty one. Well, long may it continue. Do, what, do, do will it count towards the uh, hundred goal mark if he kicks goals in finals? I, I, you know, I remember that time Buddy did it um, in like two thousand whatever five or six seven seven was their premiership year, wasn't it? Eight, um, eight, two thousand eight, two thousand eight. There mm-hmm. you go. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was during the regular season where he kicked his hundredth goal. Right. Was um, that the one with Fev? Him and Fev having a big shootout to get a hundred, both of them. Yeah, where, where Clarko, you know, ruined the fun. Triple teamed Fev yeah. and stopped him kicking a hundred. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that Thanks, yeah, Clarko. Super. Thanks, Clarko. The ever humble, the ever gracious in, de- in defeat, Clarko. Did you see him throw shade on the weekend at Melbourne? <laughs> Two mediocre teams. It's probably true. It is true. It is true. But whenever yeah. you say, if you're dropping truth bombs when you've just lost anything, you know, then it mm. seems sour grapes, right? If you and I were having a game of tennis and you won, and I was like, yeah, well, look, we're both shit. <laughs> it's kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, it's a good point. You feel, uh, it feels a, a bit point. charged. He is right, though. Like, it they does. are both pretty middle of the road, right? Like... The, the the Hawks all of a sudden look older and slow and they're playing, you know, how many, I think there's like five of their team or maybe a third of their team on the ground are like over 30. Um, and all of a sudden yeah. you're like, oh, jeez. They're doing that classic Hawthorne thing though of falling over the line and winning winning tight games. They didn't this week, I guess, but um, they're in it still. Um, they're in games. They're, you can't take them out completely. You haven't been blown out of the water yet. No, you can't. And it's... I think that's the thing that people give these concessions with with Hawthorne and same with Sydney and same with Geelong where, you know, Sydney are last on the ladder. Sydney are last and they are done. Cooked. But everyone's still, they're cooked. Everyone still is kind of like, oh, yeah. They don't really cop a heap of criticism for it because they've been so good and kind of the same with Hawthorne because they're still around the mark. They win a couple in a row. They're just back into it. And and then, of course, Geelong's the other one in that conversation of these three clubs that have just stayed up there for so long. And, and of course, Geelong are right at the pointy end. They're right at the top again. Yeah. Did Geelong bottom out? It doesn't seem like I it. I don't think um, so. I mean, the Hawks, I mean, the Swans are a good model because they haven't for 15 years or thereabouts. No. But they're looking like they are now. Geelong haven't. It's pretty weird, isn't it? Yeah. And, and Geelong are, are underrated, have been underrated by many people. Um, and they've won... I can't remember. I don't know, I can't remember how many. What they win? Two thousand and eleven. They won a flag. Two thousand and seven. They won a flag. Two thousand and nine. Yeah, that's ridiculous. 7, 9, that's ridiculous. Yeah. that's insane. They're a very good side, but they're not rated like that. I feel like Hawthorne's that real just because they did three in a row. They're they're the real top team, and then the Swans are talked about more as well. Maybe it's the star power of Buddy and that whole thing. And I don't, I don't know. Cause they didn't win as many flags with the Swans. They won in 05 or 06, whichever year that was. And they beat, yep. and they beat Hawthorne in 2012. They won two yep. and they lost the grand. They haven't won a flag with Buddy. Yeah. No, right. they haven't. That's right. Of course. Cause it was after that, after that and loss. On Geelong, yes. uh, Gablet's prayers were answered. They were answered. The tribunal. He's free. He's sa- I didn't know he'd never been charged with anything. That's a pretty damn good record. It is a damn good record. Um, does it excuse an elbow to the head? Not really. <laughs> probably not. Really. Probably not. <laughs> Still an elbow to you the head, right? You did smack him in the head. It would have hurt. Yeah. I, like, it didn't look as bad in slow motion, but it, you can see why it was reported. And he elbowed him in the head. <laughs> he did. He did elbow him in the head. Mm. Well, he's, you know. He's damn good at... Not, not, your, your, not your and I roles there, Bart, unfortunately. No. I mean, imagine us. Match review officers. Nah. Sorry, sorry Gary. Six weeks. You'll come back the week <laughs> week after you play the Saints. You can come back. Yeah. Oh boy! No, you're right, Jack Steele. That's okay. You've uh, I know you've studded a bloke, and uh, he's he's out for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. But uh, I reckon a fifteen hundred dollar fine is about right. Yeah, I know you didn't mean it. You're a good kid, Jack. Yeah, very good kid. <laughs> that's that's how it go with me. Speaking of good kids, um, how about bloody yes. Aaron Norton? Ooh. the guy who doesn't give a fuck about time. He doesn't care, man. Doesn't He's got a time machine. Care. He must have. Well, we've been calling it from day dot that he has no time for it. The aforementioned time doesn't need to take time to to, to grow into his large frame. He's just ready to do it That's now. Right. And He's I, a big man. He is a big Little man. Little time. Little time to waste. And ironically, he's got a lot mm-hmm. of time in space <laughs> when he yeah. when he's got the footy. <laughs> time in the air. Time in the air. Leap. 
God damn, that was crazy. Well, you and Time I with the footy. You and I were chatting. We were texting away as that game was going on. Um, I was coming back from the long, long trip from Canberra, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, yeah, we were, we were watching that and counting those contested, um, contested marks because holy shit, the man can play. That's amazing. Nine, nine in the game of footy. Whew. Yeah. Wow, man. And he was like, he didn't miss, and he also looked like he's got nerves of steel. He, no, you know, he's, he, yeah. yeah, you'd love him in your forward line. He just looks like, I think Bevo was asked during the week, you know, is there any, any qualms about playing Norton up forward? You know, about his nerves, will he be nerves or, you know, anything? Bevo kind of looked at them and deadpan was like, no, he'd be right. Yeah. This kid's fine. Haven't you? This kid's okay. Yeah. Have you seen his watch? You look at his watch. It does. It's not a regular watch face. It's just like this. It's, it looks like you're staring into a black hole. It's not a normal timepiece <laughs> at all. It's no. it's hypnotizing, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's no time, no time in there, no time like the present. No, mm. no. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Do you know what is also really cool about him? Really, really cool. He went at pick nine. He's from WA. He was playing in the Waffle for a year against the big boys because yep. again, and everybody yep. got time for that. He's ready to play when mm-hmm. he was underage. Uh, but he went at pick nine, and at pick seven, and at pick eight. Two classy St Kilda football players went before him in Hunter Clark and then Nick Caulfield, which is awesome because mm. Aaron Norton's um, nearly breaking records and contested marks. And Nick Caulfield, I haven't heard haven't about him. him. Haven't seen him. Hunter Clark. Hunter Clark, in and out of the AFL. He's looked tired. Yeah. <laughs> He's looked tired from the yeah. get-go. So that's really cool. We've got two guys in the VFL. We had like all the choices in the world. And, um, and we're getting... Okay, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's my theory. Yeah. What if Aaron Norton is stealing those little men, those little men's time? Holy fuck. He's working on borrowed time. He's working on borrowed time. Oh my God. Well, I reckon your theory is right. He's hunted Hunter Clark's and <laughs> Caulfield's time. Yes. And they're, they're going to have his career. So they're going to blossom in five years. I hope so. Man, but you're right. Cause they're quite, <laughs> they're not big men either. They're quite, they're small men. Maybe she's flipped on its head in this wacky season. Small men take time. Big men don't give a fuck. Have we entered the upside down? Maybe. This is, this, it is a stranger things kind of season. We could be well and truly in the upside down. What would be the, what would be the, the, the thing that would really be like, yep, we've entered the upside down. In, in, would it be I like, think Sydney being at the bottom of the ladder is up there. Well, it feels right. They're normally at the top. So it is pretty upside down. Yeah. Um, I yeah. guess it would be true upside down if both of our clubs, well, my, my, my team is just in the eight. Which is pretty upside down. Well, I guess it kind of is because we're we're just in the eight, and normally we're just out yep. of the eight. So it is. Oh, if, if you flip it, it's pretty perfect. The Blues would be the real one that would have to be. Um, you know, you guys would have to be getting getting up into the eight. That'd be a pretty wacky world. And then maybe if something even crazy happened, like Eddie Maguire quits, says something nice, and says something friendly. nice, and also resigns from Collingwood to work with the Blues. <laughs> that would be oh, true ups. Yeah, right. True upside down. This world. Well, he's been he's been throwing hand grenades towards Princess Park this week, as he tends to do Fucking when we have does. a match coming up against them. Yeah, every every time Carlton play Collingwood, he he's in the media with some beat up story, and he uh, you know comes out this week with uh, sack the coach, bring in Clarkson. It's, yeah, he's you know, the worst. He didn't say, he didn't say sack the coach, but he did say bring in Clarkson, which is implied that you'd be sacking Brendan Bolton just to exactly. just to throw the cat amongst the pigeons. Exactly. Well, maybe and maybe. In any other week, it's like, shut the fuck up, Eddie. Come on, you're an asshole. But maybe it's a good thing this week because that game was not a good time for you and the Blues. Tell me about it. Yeah, it was. I had a suspicion. I you did. tipped it, as anyone who listened last week will know. Um, I didn't feel good about it. They have a bad record against us, and they wanted to win. And, and uh, as you would be aware, losing within the first... 10 minutes of a quarter is just when you've gone to the footy is just the worst, oh. especially if you've gone on a four hour train trip oh. like you, my good sir. Oh. But I alone, had only taken the 20 minute, 30 minute Metro train to get in there. And it just sucked the air out of the stadium. There was still 42,000 people there and wow. the vast bulk of them blew. That's support. amazing. Good turnout. Man, it was bad. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Uh, did you meet? Did you go there with anyone? I saw you were with Ryan Webb. Did you meet Weber there? Yes, or? indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met at the ground, and um, we had a, a plan to wander 
and like you know be 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 behind the seating area on the standing area because mm. you know the atmosphere is good but mm. then by the time we were like it was full up downstairs we went upstairs and by the time we got upstairs the game was basically over oh my god that is nothing worse yeah they just they they really they played very well they um won the contested ball and they had a i don't know i don't want to keep leaning on our inexperience but that was the one of the younger sides will it will field this year mm. um by by some margin um and then if you think like the important pieces that weren't there cruiser most important the two our two best halfback flankers in simpson and newman and then um the kind of an x factor in our forward line mcgovern so huge outs yeah, look they are big outs they're very big outs big to outs. come out you know if those outs were in succession you know we week after week if they kind of gradually came out you might be able to adapt but when those four leave i think simpson is a, a massive one you know mm. obviously for position like Cruz is probably maybe the biggest out there like your ruckman who's a great player who's a number one pick you know um but simpson would bring so much experience to that whole team and the back line you know he'd lead from the back really he's he's invaluable to your team but yeah Ah, uh, look, maybe it's a bit of that. Uh, no, it's not regression to the norm because that's way worse than what you guys normally are. But, you know, you had a few good weeks there and then you've had a, a bit of a blowout, which is what young sides do, right? They play well Absolutely. for a while. They six, give you weeks, hope. Six, you go. six weeks of really good effort and then, you know, a drop off. And it was, I, you know, I, I think everyone could, well, a lot of people could see it coming for good reason. And it's also the, the same reason why people shouldn't get too reactionary, although tell that to a lot of the Carlton people. Um, oh, yeah. But... It, they shouldn't get too reactionary about it. It's just another step in the process to borrow a parlance from the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, your boy, Ben Simmons. Hmm. Are they? I, yeah. I'm not, I don't follow the NBA at all. Are they in, out, playoffs, done? They're right in the mix in the playoffs at the moment in the semifinals for the Eastern Conference, but they're currently losing to the Raptors in game five of that series. It's two all at the moment, but the Raptors oh, are Oh, okay. That's who they're playing, right. The, the third or fourth quarter? They're playing right now. Wow. In the... In the in the fifth game, sorry, fifth. Yeah, game five in the semis. Yep. Is there seven in all of them or only seven in the final final? Seven only if it needs to. So it's a best of seven series. Okay, so, so all of them do four, though. It's, then... Yeah, okay. So this isn't the final yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, they all do. Fuck, that's a lot of money, man. Can you imagine that? Imagine if our, our game went like that. Like, all right, the finals are here. It's going to be six weeks of this and there's a lot of games of football to be played. There'd be Plus s- 80 odd in the regular season. Yeah, it's a lot of foot. That's a lot of um, basketball. How's old mate going? Nice. What's his name? Ka- 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 Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. He's tearing it up. Yeah, tearing it up. He's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely he? tearing it up. Um, anyway, if you want to listen to our basketball speak, then yeah. tune into NBA Eloquence. Yeah, uh, which we'll be releasing very soon. Well, we could do an NBA Eloquence, for the shitty, <laughs> it's the shitty Australian <laughs> basketball league, and we talk. Yeah. We talk all things b ball. Eloquent right. as fuck about <laughs> basketball. I know nothing about it and merely knows a bit and be interesting stuff. Riveting conversation. No, next to nothing about the local league. It just just the Melbourne United are a team. Yeah. Andrew Bogut plays for the Kings. Yeah, and... well that, of course I'm a Sydney Kings man being up here in Croydon. <laughs> Naturally. You know I love my <laughs> that's Kings. That's the heartland. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You're a monarchist from way back. Oh yeah. I can't walk down the street without talking Kings with people. Um Anyway, basketball. Well, from Kings to Saints, but tell, tell me more about your um your little trip down to our nation's capital. Oh, what a joyous trip it was! It was beautiful. It was riveting. I um I caught the I got up at six o'clock Saturday morning. Um, mm. and then I, I I'll give you the whole rundown because what a day it was, unforgettable. Um, and I was umming and ahhing to be honest because I like just can't really afford to be doing this shit because it was an expensive day. <laughs> but uh, but I was like, you know. I've got to do it. It's going to be, I really want to see the Saints. I don't have many chances this year and it's going to be funny. It'll be a funny story regardless. And I'm, you know, why not? I'm going to head down to Canberra and watch the footy. Um, so yeah, got up at six o'clock, went to Central Station. I had pre- had to pre-book my tickets and all that. It was like, you know, like near 80 bucks returns. So it wasn't the cheapest thing. Mm-hmm. I could have flown to Melbourne and watched the football for like a similar price. Um, well, maybe if you're lucky. Anyway, <laughs> so I caught the train down four hours and 10 minutes, I think, each way. Wasn't too bad. I had some lines to learn, some uh, acting lines. Lord of the Rings, they're doing a TV series. You heard it here first. 
Um, Ooh, yeah. Amazon, I believe, isn't that right? I'm not sure who it's with. It would be. Yeah, it's Amazon, it and they're also doing pre. It's prequel, so it's like a thousand years set before the three thousand years before three thousand yeah, years. Yeah, I went for. A, yeah, well, yeah, I went wow, for okay. some old, some old mate in his thirties. I was definitely the youngest dude in the casting. Cam Knight, you know the comedian Cam Knight. He was like after yeah. me. This is like a bunch of like far older dudes. It was like, oh, cool. It's, he's meant to be in his thirties, but here I am, twenty-seven year old. He looks about twenty-one on film. Anyway, um, so I had shit to do. Went down to the, um, you know, on the train. It was good. Was doing my stuff, getting my prep, getting amped for the football. Is it is it an elf role though? Because elves age really well. That's so true. Be a fresh faced, tasty elf. I hope so. They didn't say he was a very. He's like a charming kind of cynical, bit of a Tyrion Lannister of of sorts kind of character. So you know, maybe I don't know. He might be. An, it didn't say if he was an elf, but I hope so for my sake. Um, they told me not to say my age in the. Uh, in the slate, you know, the, at the end, like, hey, my name's Bart Welch. I'm hmm, years old. I'm years this away. tall. And oh. I, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I had stuff to do on this train and I was excited for the Saints. So on the way down, pretty cool. Had a little sleep, bought some food. Good time. Um, ooh, Millie, pause for two seconds. Got to take this phone call. All right, guys, we're back here. Sorry, had to take a little phone call i was uh in the midst of talking about my glorious trip down to the our nation's capital anyway so got the train down was running my lines feeling excited got to canberra about eleven thirty. so the game was one forty-five. so it was two hours early which is great plenty of time just to kick around and it was really nice i got to just walk around canberra and the, the train station kingston i think it is was um it's a it's only you know a couple k's away from from the ground so I went and like had a little wander, got some food, was enjoying myself, just listening to some podcasts and music. And what was the uh, what was the feeling like on the ground in Canberra, mate? Was it was it buzzing with excitement at the energy of the the, the giants coming to town, or do you know you what know, the clash of titans? It actually was like they actually Love have it. some pretty good supporters down there. Like um, when yeah, I, I got to the ground and you know people were flooding in and um. And it was it was quite full. I don't know what the capacity is. I think it might be around the twenty thousand mark, and I reckon they probably had fourteen, fifteen thousand people there. That's just a guess, but it felt it felt busy, and there was a real energy there, and a lot of giant supporters. Like we were Love that. severely outnumbered. Like there was there was a handful of Saints fans kicking around, but like overwhelmingly giant supporters, and they were louder than us. They were you know they wanted their team to win. They were they know they're good and they're up and about and. It was the first time I've never experienced Giants fans being like, you know, I was like, fucking Giants. Like, where are you all from? Like, oh, oh, you go for the Giants, do you? You really love football? So you go, yeah, I was getting all dirty because we were losing. <laughs> like, just oh, of course. <laughs> never have any qualms with the Giants. Um, but, you know, it is, we said this just before off air, Mealy. Um, if there's one thing that sucks, the most about going to watch your team play is when the game is done by quarter time. And that is only amplified by the fact that you've traveled for over four hours to get there. And then another four hours back, um, which I guess this is what people do. You know, those interstate teams when, you know, they, you are literally flying from, from Perth to Melbourne just to watch the Eagles or whatever. And they lose in the, at the first quarter. It must just be, the worst, which I guess I'm no stranger to, being from Tassie originally and flying over a lot and going over for the grand finals and things. I've done it before, but it's a real stinger. And I was there by myself, so uh, that was fun. But yeah, you know, they they are very. No one to shelve that bitter pill of defeat. No one was willing to shelve the pill for me. Ridiculous. I I was asking kindly to shelve my giant pill, and yeah, no takers, unfortunately. But yeah, they pumped us. We had 20, here's an indicative stat. Like we had 20 more inside 50s to them. I think it was 22 more inside 50s. And at one point it was like we had, you know, 30 more or something and we'd scored a couple of goals and they had, you know, 13 inside 50s and had kicked like eight goals. So they were going in really efficiently by foot and it was like Jeremy Cameron, Himmelberg, Jeremy Finlayson. Oh, another someone else popping up. Oh, cool. Can you kick that one from the boundary? Awesome. Great. And then we'd go the other end, you know, we'd miss one or out on the fall and then they'd slingshot back. So what, but, but I will say this, I watched the replay cause I always do. Um, and at the ground, we didn't 
ever feel like winning at all. I actually didn't even realize that we got within 16 points in the third quarter. Watching on the game on the on the telecast was like, "Ooh, okay. I didn't realize we had we were this dominant inside forward 50." Didn't know that at all. I would have said they won the inside 50s. I didn't feel like we were bombing it in and you know, and then not getting reward for our for our effort and yeah, it's weird. You know, and you can really feel the difference, can't you, at the ground? They were never going to lose that. They were never losing that, but it was seemed Yeah, closer. very much so. Mm. That's how, like, I mean, we were in a different position in, against North Melbourne because they had, on the scoreboard, we never looked, we were never even close. But it did feel like they were winning every area and then looked at the stats about somewhere in the third quarter and, and, and saw that we had gone ahead on the clearances and was like, what? Like, we haven't doesn't feel like we've had a single fucking clearance yet. Apparently we're ahead of them. Just shows our terrible efficiency hitting up for forward. As and, and and you saw the Giants how how they do that well. Their kicking efficiency was off the chain. They were they were hitting targets everywhere. They looked like Hawthorne with the chip game they played. They were amazing, weren't they? And they yeah, they were going at eighty five percent in the first quarter as a team. We were we were seventy five percent or something, but they went eighty five percent and they kicked their first six goals straight. So if you do that yeah. You're at 36, Very and then I think the first point, yeah. yeah, you're done. And we might have kicked, you know, one goal three or something, nine to 36. You're nearly 40 points down. They, we let them get to 50 points at the at the quarter time. They were at 50 points. It was like 50 to 16 or something like that. And then they didn't score for nearly 45 minutes. Like, you know, oh, right. now we've yeah. woken the fuck up and playing okay and – but they looked, they were just clearly a better team, you know, and, and it's not like injuries are a thing for, you know, we both had our, our captains were both out and, and they're, they're players that are out of far uh, high, classier, better players than ours that are out, you know, you know, for, for their Whitfield. Sure, but they have added Steven depth that and, you don't. Exactly. And you look at their picks, it's like, oh, Lockie Whitfield's out. Number one pick, Josh Kelly's out. Number two pick, you know, they've just got top end players who are out and, you know, we've got some class that are out as well. And Stephen, you know, Stephen and Geary, our captain and all these players. But nah, they are a better team. They are a better team than us and they beat us convincingly. So that's fair enough. That's about where we're at. But, you know, so then I had the uh, the long... Oh, I will say this, Emil. I will say this. God fucking damn you, Canberra, Manuka, Manuka, Oval. And your ticket prices. Holy shit, dude. I paid $54 or 53 whatever it was, for a like, general... Oh, the, no, the general admission was sold out, but the, but the shit kicker seats that were just around the country ground that were nothing, that not good seats, were at least at the entry level $54 and upwards from Goodness. that. I didn't understand it. $54! Dude, it was a real... It was a crime. And everyone was kicking off like people were getting angry in the who were lining up and it was just as the game was starting and people were like frustrated and you know saying all this stuff people were like leaving like no fuck not going to this because you're paying what 150 dollars for you and your two friends or something that's insane prices but it is i don't actually understand and it was so frustrating because it was it was actually to the point where it's like who do i write to about this like we've gone to i'm an mcc member i'm st kilda member like we go to we've gone to footy all around this great land and nothing is anywhere near that amount. Like to go as an MCC visitor into the, the members at, at the MCG is $35. It's nearly half that, like $20 cheaper. Crazy. That was the biggest sting of the day. Not losing to the Giants, not the giant pill that I, no one shelled for me. It was the ticket price, which was bullshit. But I did what a like, pity. Big pity, big pity. Anyway. I like the uh, the uh, the the staff member for Ticketmaster or Ticketek, whoever it was, was like, "Are you a student?" I was like, "No, I should have just said yes." But then she was typed it out, and she was like, "All right, so one student ticket," and just did it for me, just like, "Yeah." And I was like, "You fucking legend! That's awesome!" It was like forty three bucks or forty four or something, because she was like, "Yeah, I've, people have been telling me how bad this is." It's like, "Oh, what a champ!" All right, soften the blow. Oh, and yeah, also, right? would you mind shelving this giant pill up my ass? Because I'm about <laughs> to get spanked by the Giants. Mm. Well, hard to know at that point because it was pre-game. You didn't know which pill to shelve. The That's victory true. pill or the bitter pill? Yeah, do you take that? <laughs> oh, maybe take both just to be safe. And each way bet, merely, if I each will. Each way bet. <laughs> take one orally and one anally and see if they meet in the middle. Oh, that's right. What a concoction. Well, 
that is a disappointing trip to Canberra, as a lot of them are from my experience. Um, it's, we wonder how many how they have that many fans if the tickets are that expensive. But I guess there's not um, as much football in Canberra, and the, good on them for having supporters and the win. Fucking whoop de do. Yeah, no, I agree. You're probably right. That'd be it. Hey, there's not. It's not, I don't know how many games there, they're going to charge that price. And it was good. Good turnout for them. There's there's Giants fans out there. They exist. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. The fact that it felt like actual fans in a game and they were actually, you know, barracking. They're that's fans. That's a great sign. You know, that means they're a proper club, right? They are. Yeah. It, it, that's what it felt like. It did feel like that. Like, it felt like, obviously, they've been around long enough, but it was like, oh, you're you're genuine fans and there's a bunch of you and you know your football and it's... It's it's pretty cool. They're I do, I do like the Giants. They're a good team. Hate, hated the day, but they're a good team. Well done. They're good. Shout out to Sam Duncan, my my one uh, uh, Giants supporter that I know. Oh yeah, well Sammy done, Duncan. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Sammy Duncan and Alex Williams are the only two I know. Yeah. Hey, um, how'd you go with tips this weekend? Um, I got six. Mm. Six. Okay. What'd you Not get? Bad. That's pretty good. I think I got. We're getting, I, we're getting there. I think I got six on this. I'm trying to tip all the same on all of my three platforms, so it's just easy. So I can be like, "Yeah, I got six on all of them," instead of doing what I used yeah. to, do, where it's like, "All right, I'm going to back the Saints in this one and go for this wild card in this one." But I'm just trying to do them all the same. So I got six on my tipping thing. So I assume I tip the same on the podcast. How about yourself? Yeah, probably uh, eight. Fuck eight. off! <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Did you? Cheeky yeah, dog. Maybe I got eight. Who knows? <laughs> The only team I didn't, yeah, I didn't get uh, Melbourne over Hawthorne. I got the rest. Boy, of them, oh boy, anyway. well done, man. That's that's a that's solid. Oh, because you hey, tipped we'll, the we'll, we'll see tip the bullies. We'll see you on you tip the dogs, didn't you? I did. That's right. I did tip such the dogs. A good tip. Yeah, such a good tip. Well done. Well, well, shall we launch? I did give a. Oh, yep. You go. Yeah, let's go straight into it. Let's let's see. Um, let's prove once and for all that that eight out of nine was a fluke. Um, with. My tips this week being horrible, no doubt. Nah, you'll get it, man. You go, you go back. Back it up. Go one better. Maybe. Or is this Stranger Things season going to throw up something in the mix and show us that we don't actually know who's good, but mm, it's possible. True. You go for a kiss of death style and like really flip things on its head, you know, upside down it and try and get the full nine by being wild. I've gone, I've gone with heart and gut. I want to stick with yeah, it. Yeah, it's working. It's working for you. All right. Sydney versus Essendon uh, at the SCG Friday night. I'm backing... Uh, Essen in a pretty in a bit of a no-brainer for me. It is a bit of a no-brainer, isn't it? Buddy might be back in, might not though. He'd be pretty sore, and I feel like the the Dons would want to respond. Nah, yeah, it's it's the Dons for me. I think they're going to be too fast. The Swans have lost their last five games at the SCG. It's not like it's a happy hunting ground for them. They're pretty shit there. Yep, and Essen Essendon need that win way more than the Swans do at this point. They need a win, but only to show that they're not. Awful. Uh, Essendon need it to show that they're really in that, you know. Contention. Yeah, and to keep them, um, keep them up there, keep them in the mix because they've lost the last two to to better teams to Geelong and then to Collingwood, yep. and this is a team they should win, they should beat, and I think they will win. Essendon for us. I agree. Hmm. Um, the back in form Bulldogs taking on the Lions in Ballarat uh, on Saturday afternoon. I'm going to say that the Lions will win this game, even in the cold confines of Mar- of Mars Stadium in Ballarat. I'm also tipping the Lions to to win at Mars. It is pretty cold at Mars, right? And chilly. And you're looking pretty cold right now, by the way, Amelia, with your beanie and jumper on. And I'm wearing a blues beanie because I'm showing solidarity and in, in, in not um, jumping ship and sacking the coach and all those kinds of calls that a lot of people are making. making. a lot. You're a very reverent, respectful man, Amelia, and I yep. appreciate that you're donning. Showing solidarity in our podcast, which is an audio yes. medium with my... No opinion. visuals <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's yeah. like a bit of a, <laughs> it's a, like, you're a bit ashamed about it, but still, you're still donning it. I can see it. We can tell everyone you're wearing it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would, I, I've really, I'm really tempted to back the Bulldogs in this game. I think that uh, that display Norton... Uh, made and their midfield was playing very well and I think you're talking but I can't hear you. No, I'm not talking at all. Oh, great. You're just making mouth Not at all. I'm actually looking down at my Skype feed now and that's probably a good 10 seconds behind. The video is thrown. Wow, that's (laughs) weird. It looks like a loop. I'm seeing it. I'm going to put my hands up. Wow, that's weird. That's very delayed. (laughs) I hope that was enjoyable for our listeners. I I think that the Bulldogs... very tempted to back the Bulldogs in Ballarat. Like, I don't think that they've um, made it like a stronghold yet or anything like that. Um, but Norton being the form he's in and the 
midfield being as strong as they are, gee, I'd no, I'm just going to stick with Brisbane. Yeah, mate, each way bet. But no, I I'm also I'm I'm getting on the Lions, man. I think that they'll. I think they're a better side. The Lions have three injuries on their injury list. One of them is Harris Andrews, who might be coming back. And if Harris Andrews comes back, he'll play on Norton, and he doesn't have fucking time to give a shit about Norton. I reckon um, it's a good matchup, <laughs> and I'd like to. Yeah, it's hard it to is. back, you know, at a performance like that up again. So I, I reckon the Lions will win. They're they're a good side, but yeah, jeez, who knows, man? One forty-five at the MCG at the same time as the other game. Uh, Carlton Collingwood um, in a. Second versus seventeenth matchup for the ages um, in a game that always promises a lot, but rarely delivers. I, I don't know. Often these games can be good, but I don't think this one will be. I think that we'll be better, and Cruiser will be back, but I don't think we'll win. Collingwood. Yeah, dude, it's hard to tip any. It's hard to tip the Blues in this one, isn't it? There's not a lot to say except for let's hope that Eddie Maguire's if, yeah. poking of the fire and the, the history between the two clubs can can give you guys a little bit more. I'm interested to see how you respond. That's, I'm interested to see that. You guys will will go pretty hard, I imagine. And Yeah. The, the, There's no alternative. They, they have, have to. to. They have to go hard. They have to play They have to play with fight and effort and enthusiasm at least. Um, and, and at least, you know, um, some decent tackling pressure. Um, but and if, it were, if it were anyone other than the top echelon teams, I would be tempted to back Carlton to respond at a game at the G like this after a you know big disappointing loss but Collingwood are just a, a class above 100% Collingwood for us both all right and we're back again guys we're having one of those Australian internet Skype kind of days which is pretty fun but we're, we're getting through it well you know we're what really a, you know what a falcon we're, is but I do Smack a ball smacks you in the head. I feel like these are our Malcolms, you know. Malcolm, they are. It's a Malcolm. <laughs> we get a Malcolm for it because it's a Turnbull. It is problem. a Turnbull problem, and the will, NBM will it be fixed? Is smacking us in the face like the proverbial Sharon? It constantly does. I've, we've had so many Malcolms today. It's been one of those days when the computers just win. When they rise, they just it got they got to me. It's getting to me, Millie. It got to us before. I've had to come back to this about an hour later. Like how football teams were fighting valiantly against external pressures, like, you know, our teams not being as good as we want them to be. Oh. The internet not being as good as we want it to be. Nor it's technology or the internet. Anyway, we were at, where were we? Gold Coast and the Ds. And there's a bit more intrigue than you would once have thought about this game. Um, yeah, I think we'll, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I think the Ds, they're looking at, a bit better and I think they I think they actually will win this game even though Gold Coast have shown a lot of spirit and they nearly took um, West Coast you know they, they gave it to them in the Who Cares Cup last week they started to come back in that third and fourth and it's at Gold Coast home I, I'm, I'm tipping the D's I feel like maybe they're just starting to get going maybe that lack of preseason all those injuries and preseason surgeries of um, maybe it's taken eight, eight weeks to get everyone kind of rolling a bit better they're still not great but I reckon they are good enough to beat Gold Coast I think so and they, they had a pretty interesting game uh, in the end. It was – the Gold Coast game is kind of interesting to watch. Did you get any of it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, caught the – um, Yeah, against West Coast. Yeah, it was it was interesting, man. Like they, um, they've shown a bit – so much more spirit this year, the Gold Coast. They've got something about them that's – they're a lot more resilient. They're not going to roll over and they've got some – there's some glimpses there that are looking really good. But, yeah, they, they fought back. They were down by near 40-odd points against the reigning premiers in, in West, at West Coast and they fought back to within – they were they were giving him scare. They were they really got close. Yeah, it got quite interesting late. Hey, I, it did, and I was you know having to eat humble pie on the who cares cup tag that I said last week on this game because I was caring more and more as the game went on. I cared. I care cup. Maybe that's maybe we're a product of our generation. We like to pretend we don't care, but actually we care. We deeply, yeah, we actually aren't as yeah. apathetic as you think. I really care. I care a lot about that game. Yeah. Uh, but we we also want another team to be down near the bottom of the ladder. Exactly. Well, at least I do as a Blues supporter. Definitely. It would be good if, if Gold Coast were, again, rubbish so that we could be above them on the ladder. For sure. Does that, that mean, does that mean you're tipping? <laughs> of course. Does that mean you're tipping Melbourne then? <laughs> yeah, I am tipping Melbourne. Great. Um, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that, that they had enough in the previous few rounds that they've been, they've been, um, they had some good numbers around the ball and, and the inside 50 entries have been there still. And now... It's grinding away and slowly coming good. Yeah, I think form reversals are 
the only time they're quick is after something there's a big thing like you know you always see there's a bump after they sack a coach um and and then they there's like a little oh, there's often like a little spike because i don't know maybe the playing group are playing with a different energy and enthusiasm maybe a change of energy is good but are you meaning this just with prop, Stewie proper Joe, form just with- reversals yeah if you have systematic problems in the, fo- the way you play football then those kind of those kinds of rebuilds take a bit of time um in terms of learning how to keep teaching that you're doing the right thing but it's going to take a bit of time to because it's a sustainable way of playing and melbourne play in that kind of way they just haven't had the results yeah they really haven't they've i don't know what's going on with them mate i don't know maybe that this is what they need just get a couple on the board if they get a win here puts them back in that mix you know three wins i, I think the d's have to win this game if they're anything at all this year right that's right. They have to. It's so. Um, it's been such a bad start to the season, and there's there they are better than they've been playing, and sure. Gold Coast have been better than we assume, and maybe they are a better team, but I still think Melbourne will win. Um, Seamsies yeah, each way, baby, each way bet. Um, <laughs> so next game, seven twenty-five on Saturday night is at Marvel Stadium. Those mighty Saints at home playing the tenth-placed West Coast Eagles, the aforementioned Eagles. What do you think? This is very. This is this is a this is a who cares cup for as most in you. You care. Yeah, me. I care exactly. At the, yeah. I say I don't care because it's cool in my generation. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about this game. But deep down, you know I care ever so deeply. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a who cares cup. And I think it's a winnable world. game for the for Saints. Um, Definitely. You're getting yeah. Melbourne at. I mean, you're getting West Coast at the right time. They're underperforming, but this old play them into form. Play them into of, form. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of getting. Well, I feel like we did that with North and. You yeah. said about the Saints a bit, and I think we do. That's probably, yeah, we're the team. We are a team that plays teams back into form for sure. We absolutely are. Um, uh, however, in this game, I think I think we're going to win. I think we've been we haven't been in very good form the last two weeks. We haven't played as well. We've lost a bit of that pressure. We've been a bit too conservative, and then we've our forward line's been all over the show. A mix of form and in injuries. You know, Bruce played the other week on one leg. You know, Alan Richardson even conceded that he said he wouldn't have played him if he had his time again. So, like, we're playing guys like that. But I feel like we, we actually go all right against them in Victoria, even though they have the wood over us massively. I think they've got, like, eight or nine wins in a row. But I think they're, it's a wobbly time to get them. Mind you, it'll all be won and lost in with their forward lines. If Darling and Kennedy decide to play off their heads, we will get smashed you know like absolutely smashed but they're defense not, is the area that you're kind of most efficient on at the moment exactly right? we're super depleted there like it's a tough one but nathan brown should come back in he got omitted which was pretty interesting that was surprising yeah it was interesting he's we've got no leadership down there that he a dara joyce came in an irishman who's played six games or something you know so we're running we went even younger there it's such a young back line uh, so hopefully he comes in but that's that's where we'll We'd win or lose, but I'm going to be bold. I've got to go with the heart. I'm tipping the Saints. Mm-hmm. I like that. Go with the heart. I think it's a game that the Saints can win. Um, that being said, I'm I'm going to tip the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's a, you should tip that. I, they'll, probably, they'll probably win. Yeah. Look, I think it being Marvel is great, and I think that there's a a good chance that they'll give them a, Saint, a, a shake. Plus, you 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 know you played the Giants into some serious form. Last yeah, week, can we you did. play two teams in a form in a row? I don't know if we've got that good enough form to do that. Right, <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe, probably. Yeah, the Saints can. We can play a whole this might, this, team yeah. in a form. I whole could, season. Look, I could see this being the West Coast game. The Eagles needed to lose. You know, you know, uh, in order to That's get right. into that form. Like this could be the game they needed to, because people will be backing them. And I That's am. True. I'm That's one of true. those people. Yeah, most people will. Most people. Not will an exposed form though, which is you know. Mm, we both anyway, look a little shit. Each way bet. But each way bet. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, showdown. Showdown 46. Um, 7.40 on that same Saturday night. The seventh place Port takes on the sixth place Crows. I'm, ca- I'm, I'm being counter Hudson here and I'm going to back Port in. So am I. I'm countering Hudson yeah. as well. I think they're too quick. Hopefully, hopefully their pace uh, and excitement gets them over the line against the Crows. I'm going them too. Mm-hmm. It's, wild. it's a wild tip. That's all we need to say about that, isn't it? <laughs> the showdown speaks for itself, I reckon. Next game, Sunday. They'll at- say it out in the field, but they'll yeah, exactly, the field. exactly. <laughs> the rolling um, green of Adelaide Oval, it'll all be said and one then on Saturday evening. And Port will come out on top with the Chockies, with the Mark Chockey Chockies. 
Um, yeah, Sunday, they're, they're run to be too much for the aging uh, Adelaide Football Club who slip further down the ladder. Oh, yeah, there we go. I hope so. I hope so. Jeez, by the way, I'm looking forward to the Ice Coffee Classic when the Saints and Port Adelaide play each other in China. Yeah, I, they, I guess yeah. they love their iced coffee, I guess. Yeah, they love it. The South Australia is yeah. the only state in Australia where iced coffee outsells soft drink. Yeah. Or any other beverage farmers, outsells Yeah, Farmers drink. Union, right? That's so good. That's right. Ice coffee, Yet man. Farmers Union doesn't sponsor. Yeah, Interesting, because so it's, it's Oak. Oak sponsors Port, and then Dare sponsors the Saints. The iced coffee, ice coffee classic. Jeez, she's a tough one. Um, the ice coffee cup. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> Winner gets a giant iced coffee. Yum. Um, Sunday, the twelfth of May. We got North Melbourne, who were in back in form, played back into form. Fifteenth yeah. place, North versus the Cats. Top of the table, Cats at Marvel. The Scots. Mm, Battle of the Brothers. Maybe they should do a f- cats. Yeah, I reckon they should do a fun twinsy thing where they change. They probably will with Game of Thrones. And... <laughs> they're tying it in at the moment. They should definitely do a Scott Brothers like Game uh, of Thrones <laughs> style sketch or advert for Absolutely. That. I can see it. Which brothers which? Oh, I love yeah. it. They can have fun. They can the speak in their own. The old switcheroo. It's a classic. It's as old as time itself, the old switcheroo. Um, Do you think I, that the Kangas will pull the old switcheroo and get it over the Cats in the, what would have to be the most surprising um, win of the season? Yeah, it would beat it would beat Fremantle over the Giants. That upset. This would be this would be the biggest upset of the season for sure. Um, and I can't predict that that's going to happen. The Cats will win. I like the narrative. I'm I'm going to oh, heart gut baby. Uh, I can I can see your heart beating from here. It's resonating. You're really going with it, and fair enough. Well, I've I've been I've been liking the cats' form this year a lot, but maybe it's time they lost one. It is. They're due to lose one. They are due. Scott, you know, if surely he can get into his brother's head if anyone, if no one else's. Definitely. Yeah. Totally. You're not so tough, Chris. You know that I'm the tougher brother. Me, Brad. You might be on top of the ladder. Me, not Ben Brown. <laughs> you know he's really the king of the north. Yeah, uh, big Kelly Ed Brown. You, uh, yeah, no king of mine. I reckon the cats are going to win. They're going to slay him, usurp that king. Yeah, look, it's, it's the wise pick. It'll be it'll be the one that keeps me out of, uh, you know. Or it could be full, full. could be the one to get you that elusive nine. Could be the, the the hard choice you need to make. Yeah, one big upset around is good to pick. It's fun. It's more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Next next game, Mealy. We've got 320 um, Hawthorne at the MCG taking on the Giants. Hmm. In a like seemingly easy game to pick, but do you give Hawthorne any more? Do you give him more chances still because of the aforementioned success? And same, you know, like we've talked about the Swans and the Cats. Do you give him a chance and be like, hmm, the Giants who don't do well at the, at the, at the G, maybe. I give them a, a chance and I'll tell you why. Because the yep. they, way they played against. St Kilda is the way that they beat the Hawks. If they blow them out early, mm, they've mm. won the game. But they mm. did it against St Kilda this week, and yes. so Hawthorne, wily old Clarkson, will be prepared for that. Yes. And if the Hawks are in it until in, in at three quarter time, yep. then I back the Hawks. Yeah, exactly. If you get to that point, you go them because that is they've been able to finish for a decade, over a decade. Yeah, it's a really good point. Where are you going with this each way bet? <laughs> I'm saying that the Giants are too good for the for whatever the Hawks have planned for them, and they do blow it apart, and they yeah. win it. Yeah, they win I, it. Early. I say they get in front by a lot, yeah, reasonably early. Hawks will make a charge, but it won't quite be enough because the Giants are that much more mature and classy now. They have the game. Yeah, and uh, also with Whitfield, Kelly, and maybe Phil Davis all coming back in is that's. That's as good an ends as you'll see on any team. team and sheet. teams beat Hawthorne either with run or with high precision. Yeah. And the Giants can do either at better levels than the Hawks can. And they're bringing in two guys who that is their like one wood pretty much run and good disposal like Whitfield and Kelly. Um, yeah. Couldn't Giants, have two better ends. You couldn't. That's exactly what you know. They're amazing. Yeah. Picks one and two. Um, our Giants for us both. Last game of the round, 5.20 our time. Um, the Dockers take on Richmond at Optus. Ah, uh, Ri- Richmond are good. 
are very good. They're the hardest team to know if they're any good. Jeez. Every, everything about me wants to say no. Like, nah, they're not good. They're not good. They've beaten my team and they've beaten well, some good teams. Well, they're a team from outside the eight last year that are vying for spots inside the eight this year, which, you know, the Saints are also vying for. It's exactly how people would see see the Saints. The way I see Frio, where I'm like, no, nah, surely they're not good. It's the same way that people see St Kilda. So by that, I should be like, yeah, mate, they're good. Get around the Dockers <laughs> in the hopes that people Are Frio treat the, the Saints St Kilda like that. of the West? 100%. Yeah, I've said it many times. They are absolutely the St Kilda of the West. Absolutely. And West Coast is the Collingwood or the Hawthorne. Like, they're the big bully. Um, so I should feel for my Western brothers out there in the Dockers, but um, I don't think they're that good. And I think it's that Richmond eat, it's a dog are eat dog world, but it, it is. And I think that Richmond are going to win this game, even as underdogs playing over there. They like that that task. They've come off a a surprising loss, and I reckon they'll get it together and win in the West against the Frio Saints. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Good. Um, I think the Richmond can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the I think the Richmond can do it, and they will do it. Um, each way, bet though, Freo could easily win it. They could 100%, be good. They could yeah. be bloody good. Freo could be amazing. No one knows. Each way, bet, but we're both on Tigers, mate. Well, there it is. Yeah. Now I hear you rattling away there with something in your sticky little hands. Is that a story to tell me from times gone by? Yeah, it's reading it off paper because it's from yesteryear. Oh, wow. It's so old. I can hear the parchment. Oh, <laughs> my God. Amazing. All right. Hit us with this story time. Okay. <clears throat> On the 13th of January, 1893, James and Elizabeth Kazali gave, gave birth to their 10th child, a baby boy, and named him Roy. James Kazali had been, uh, he came over from England and he'd been a champion rower and physical instructor in his time, but He'd lost all his money when um, the land boom collapse happened in that period of time, somewhere before then. And uh, he was working as a labourer with 10 kids. That is a a lot of kids to support. And not only that, you'd be labouring, you'd be carrying stuff on your shoulders, plus 10 kids. Jeez, man, you'd have to have a big, strong body to support all of that. Yeah, I reckon. Well, (laughs) lucky he does all the physical training and, you know, probably has a whole family routine and stuff. Mm. <laughs> they I, they I, grew I'm, up. Well, they sure. kind of did as well, and and they like he he would instruct all of the children and the family and in, in physical activity stuff, and you know with all those kids around, train them up, put them to mm-hmm. work. They lived in Albert Park in like in Melbourne. Um, mm-hmm. Some like some people, it's somewhere some places. It's, it's it says that Roy was born in South Melbourne. Some people say it's in Albert Park, but whatever. Albert Park depends who you ask. He says. Depends yeah. if you are someone from Albert Park or from, from South Melbourne, I guess. That's a fair point. Uh, so Roy got physical instruction from an early age. Um, they had a, like a gymnasium in the backyard and, and uh, he was really good at sport, cricket and football in particular, and, and even was rowing for South Melbourne in the state championships while in his teens. In 1910, at age 17, he had a tryout for Carlton in the VFL and... Um, was on the reserves team, but quit um, after injuring his shoulder in a Resi's game and the Carlton medical staff wouldn't treat him. No way. Cause and he's, he's in the reserve. Oh, cause he was trying out. Oh jeez, I'd give lo- him a contract. Oh, come on. Um, I'd love that you can just go for a tryout as well. I'd lo- I wish that clubs would have like, I guess they kind of do in a sense. You can go into the draft, but if there was an open tryout, like, Oh mate, I'm going down today. I'm, I'm going to try to play full forward for the Mighty Saints. Um, that's the role I'm going for. And then uh, you could have an open tryout. Have you seen that? Um, there's a movie with Mark Wahlberg in it about the Philadelphia Eagles in NFL. And they, it's that basic thing. They in the It was you know, pro ball in the 70s and, and whatever. And they opened up for open tryouts. And they got this guy played by Mark Wahlberg who became the player for him. Amazing. I, know, I haven't seen it, but I know the film. Hmm. Oh, well, that's my dream. For the Saints. For the Saints. Well, if you want to shine anywhere, Sydney is a good place to shine. You could be a big fish from the, in a small pond in, in Sydney, perhaps. Maybe I, I'm assuming that the reserves grade footy competition isn't as strong there. True. I can get into the NEFL and try and get into get into the Swannies Academy this way. 27-year-old dashing halfback, Bart Welch. Welch on the wing. 
Yeah, skinny 76 kilo dude. Just get pushed off the ball. Welch on the wing belongs at Moraba, though, I feel. It does. Absolutely. That's my spiritual home, as we know. <laughs> we all know. It was also uh, to become the spiritual home to Roy Kazali uh, as he signed with St Kilda um, in the nine, uh, for the 1911 season. Up there, Roy. Get into it. Go Saints. After the Saints. He was 5'11 five ele- five tall um, and in about, well, 180 centimetres, which is the same thing. Um, and, but he had a really good vertical leap. And so 180 wasn't tall at the time. It wasn't like short. It was, it was reasonably tall. but Probably a bit tall, yeah. He was a ruckman anyway. He was a ruckman. Wow. A mobile ruckman. Well, you, you'd want to be mobile at 180 centimetres, under six foot ruckman. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much time um, he took. I would suspect not much. Not a lot of well, time. I, 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 I mean, I don't have to suspect because I read the story. So. <laughs> you know the answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was during that year, 1911, there was a, a players' strike at St Kilda Ooh. because um, there was a dispute with the committee over the change rooms at Junction Oval. Oh, no. And so Roy made his debut for the Saints. Yes, Roy. He would go on to play 99 games for, um, for St Kilda, including winning the best and fairest in 1918 playing in the losing grand final in 1913 and captaining the club in 1920. Shame he didn't get to 100 games. We could have, from then on, we could have had father-sons, father-sons, father-sons and have a young... He did have a, um, he did have a son who played, um, Kazeli Jr. Really? He, yeah. I think he played for Fitzroy because he played 99 games at, at, um, at two clubs, in fact. But that's, you know. So, but anyway, he was, at, he was at St Kilda in a fruitful period and there's also like talk that there was... Some, fracture, uh, some fractures within the club and a lot of really good players walked from the Saints after that period. But he, he maintains that he had good relationships to the club, you know, right, with the club right till the end. Um, although he did request, uh, I think, I read one in one place, he requested eight times for a transfer to Carlton, which is the team he supported as a kid, um, over the 10 years he was at St Kilda, before eventually nice. moving to South Melbourne for the 1921 season. Couldn't ever get to the Blues. Couldn't get there. No. I couldn't get I think there. It was then. the zoning stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it must have been. But then again, Albert Park, you would have thought would be in South Melbourne's zone rather than True. St Kilda's. St Kilda's, yeah. Maybe that's where the contention is South Melbourne, Albert Park. I reckon you're right. That's probably where it lies. <laughs> if he was born in South Melbourne, he would have gone to uh, South Port Melbourne. Melbourne. If he was born in Albert Park, maybe he's off to the Saints. Off to the Saints, I reckon. Yep. Yeah, there we go. I don't know where the Carlton thing came from. I guess that he just supported them as a kid. He just went for him, wanted to play there. Just his childhood dream. It was here that he f- would form a formidable partnership with Fred Skeeter Fleeter, a young Ruck Rover. What a name. Fleeter the Ruck Rover. Oh, cool. Yeah. Skeeter Fleeter. It was at this time Roy would practice his, oh, I think all through his career, but Roy would practice his vertical leap at home. Uh, he strung a ball up high in his shed and he'd, he'd jump it and, and, and mark it. and he'd, he'd actually hold his breath as he, before he jumped believing that the extra air in his lungs would add to his buoyancy and lifting up higher. This certainly was a time, wasn't it? <laughs> this yeah. is a time ago, if that's your logic. I also love the imagery of him jumping around, rucking in his garage with a ball tied to the roof. Yeah, you're grabbing <laughs> yeah. the ball high, high off the ground. That's some um, efficient training, if you ask me. Well, he was one of those guys like uh, he, who he was way ahead of his time in terms of um, athletic preparation and and not understanding the body and he st- he wanted he he kind of studied that a bit later in his life and wow. kind of became a, a prototype um physiotherapist almost oh that's that's amazing yeah. well yeah. i shouldn't but mock his also, uh, <laughs> how advanced he no, was no but like that, that's a ridiculous like it's a funny exercise to imagine but he must have had like even the breathing regularly would have i'm sure helped and he didn't smoke and didn't drink uh, which probably would have helped oh, too. Oh, that would have helped a lot. It would have been rare company being like that, that way inclined. It's like what P- Christian Petrarca did this week when he was in the pool with the medicine ball on. Very That's similar. a bit weird. That's some skeeter fleeter shit right there. So, but he was renowned for his leaping ability and some said he could mark it, turn in midair, land, and in a step or two, like deliver a perfect stab pass or punt the ball, like about, they say, 65 metres. Oh, so, like, so he's like me then. Welch off the wing, sixty-five yeah, that's right. down. That's right. Fro- Freund in the forward line. <laughs> Academy picks, floating f- 
fat forward and he'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> with the heart gut. He plays with the heart and gut. Uh, it was his teammate, Skeeter Fleeter, the aforementioned, who coined the phrase up there Kazali, which he would just say, which he would say in games as he was, you know, to no way. when he was going for marks and it's just a part of the on the field chat. Oh, that's awesome. Up there Kazali. Good banter. Jeez, he came yeah. up with some good banter. The crowd um, adopted it from that point and it became a, a phrase that people would say just at the grounds as a pre kind of, I guess it would have been on the radio and stuff as, at the time a, a bit, but um, I think it kind of came about a bit more organically than a catchphrase of a TV broadcast. Would people come and say it, literally, you know, before the game, you're like, all right, mate, catch you later, up there, Kazali. Would it be just a thing that people would say or is it just during game play? I reckon, if you, were, I reckon if you were a Swans fan, you absolutely would have been saying that. Yep. Hell yeah. Up there, Kazali. Oh, that's good. Win on the weekend, mate. Up there, Kazali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. It would have been used every which way. It actually, be, it became a phrase just in Australian vernacular um, as a up there, um, you know, you just, you'd say it as a good on your mate kind of thing. Uh, it was even used by Australian troops in North Africa during World War II. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't really know of it's, I've never really heard it in that, you know, in phrasing like that outside of football. Um, well, we should definitely bring this back. I think so. Take it back to the front line. Up there, Kazali. That would be a logical place to do it. Yeah. On the front line. So hopefully we never say it, say it again. We never have to say it. I certainly, <laughs> I certainly don't want to have to say it. Um, he went on to have an illustrious playing career and uh, was also a playing coach uh, in the era of playing coaches at South Melbourne. Um, he went down to Tassie and played a lot of footy down in Tassie. Played in the North Tasmanian Football Association, I think, for, uh, for City. Which is in Launceston, I, I believe. Yeah, that's Lonnie City. Yep. Played for City for a while. Um, he played, and then he played down for in Hobart at the North for North Hobart, Hobart and for Newtown. Oh, cool! That's a cool. He's picked the cool spots. You know, maybe he was. I wonder if he, you know, wonder if he was one of those stories about the North South divide as well. I reckon he would have been. They're fierce about he it down there. He used to play in the North, and now he's playing down the South. He, you used to drink Bogues, now you drink Cascade, huh? Wanted an easier league, I reckon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Went down to Hobart. The take dogs. I think it's a lot. He was also a coach at Hawthorne, where he's credited for for coining the term the Hawks, or the, giving them the Hawks nickname. No way. These guys had a way with words, didn't they? Yeah. Phrases um, that have stuck around for 100 years. Yeah. He, yeah. Their previous nickname was the Maybloons. <laughs> oh well talking about things we're bringing back <laughs> the may blooms is at the top of my list i feel like we're getting a bit of may bloom territory now with this decline of the hawks the mighty birds the, my, the may the may blooms <laughs> oh my goodness that is awesome yeah. Oh. Um, so Roy Kazali called them the Hawks. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he eventually settled down in Tasmania um, and he had a, a health clinic in Hobart as that kind of first prototype physiotherapist of that occupation that was really in its infancy. Um, and he studied, you know, Swiss massage and would, yeah, would work doing that. Um, he also had a farm in the Lena Valley. Uh, yeah, where he'd yeah, he he uh, he. What did he do? He bred horses, including the inaugural winner of the Tasmanian Trotting Championship in 1956. Oh, everything, everything this guy touches turns to gold. Get away, yeah. Because he, um, he was inaugurated into the legends. Uh, he, was, he was inaugurated. Yeah, he was one of the inaugural legends in the AFL Hall, Hall of Fame in 1996, and. Many people have said, have said he's the best player to never win a Brownlow and the huh. best player between the wars. Yeah, wow. Okay, so he played, so what, played through the like 20s and 30s or? Yeah, yeah. From when did, oh, when? 10s, 10s, um, started in 1911 okay. and finished right through, I think he finished his playing days in the 40s, yeah. Holy shit, that's and a big, big career. Yeah, yeah. And, and then went down to Tassie to do his like hippie shit. 
his progressive yeah. like body stuff, <laughs> as a lot of people do. They go to Tassie to do to explore, you know, those <laughs> the niche things that are out there. Yeah. Have a hobby lifestyle. Amazing man, what a man up there, Kazali. Yeah, and then of course um, one of the greatest songs of all time written about him. Yeah, or about the phrase Which is a number one hit at the time. Was for, it really? Uh, yeah, it was for Mike Brady and remember his band's name. Yeah. Couldn't see that doing as well, charting as well. It was released now. <laughs> but let's hope. Maybe we should remix it. Bring that back as well. Bring it back. Uh, he died on the 10th remix. of October, 1963, um, oh. after a long illness, surrounded by family. Whom oh. They would often play piano and sing together in their Hobart lifestyle. Up there, cause they in there and fight as he was dying and sung sung the song yeah show them you might <laughs> he's dead oh that's the spirit what a, leaves his body and transcends uh, up there because <laughs> what a beautiful end oh that's that's a sweet way to finish we can finish on that as well. I'd like, that's how I actually want to go out, to be honest. My family singing up there, Kazali, in a beautiful a cappella rendition. That'd be fabulous. <laughs> I'll shed a single tear as I nice. breathe yeah. my last breath. <laughs> uh, and with that, we should wrap up, Melio, my, my man. We should. Thank, thank you very much for that uh, thank you. Little, little taste of history. That was awesome. Up there, and Thanks for joining us again uh, this week, listeners. Uh, we'll be back next week for another episode of AF Eloquence. Um, until then, enjoy the footy. Yeah. Go Blues. <laughs> go those Saints. Be safe out there. Don't go to Canberra Oval. It's too expensive. Bye. Bye.